Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, where food bloggers come to get their fill of the latest tips, tricks, and insight into the world of food blogging. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll provide you with the tools you need to add value to your blog, and we'll also ensure you're taking care of yourself because food blogging is a demanding job. Now, please welcome your host, Megan Porta. Hey, Eat Blog Talkers, it is just us today, you and me, and I am going to talk through how to come up with a solid content strategy, which will help you build a killer editorial calendar. Let's get right to it today. No fluff, no commercials, just getting right to business here. I have been asking for your feedback about what you want covered here on Eat Blog Talk, and one of the suggestions that I have received more than once is how to create an effective editorial calendar. I plan to go over that very soon, and I will talk about that in a bit. But first, it seems appropriate to talk about developing a good content strategy. So let's dive into that today. If you go to the show notes for this episode, put your email in the form on that page, and you will receive your very own free content strategy guide. So head over to eatblogtalk.com forward slash content strategy to grab that. Now let's talk about what content strategy means, why it is important for your business, and how to create a strategy for producing your amazing content. What is content strategy? Content strategy refers to the strategic planning, creation, and also management of the content produced and shared on various platforms. So that would be social, channels, blog, and email. For food bloggers, content refers to writing, photos, graphics, recipes, artwork, video, or any combination of those elements. Food bloggers create a lot of content. Now, why is having a content strategy important? Having a strategy for coming up with and managing content is an essential part of being a food blogger because we create a lot of content, as you know. We are also mostly creative individuals who have tons of ideas and we enjoy an array of delicious food as well, making it very easy to get distracted by creativity and also flavors and options when it comes to putting together recipes. So putting a strategy behind your content is going to ensure that you find the right topics for your audience and that you are focusing your energy in areas that will bring you a raving audience more traffic, and more money. All things we want, right? I'm speaking from experience here. There was no rhyme or reason to the content that I personally created for my blog for my first eight years of blogging. And in retrospect, I wasted a lot of time and energy on very wrong projects and also recipes during that time. Hopefully you are not eight years into blogging and making the same mistakes, but if you are, it's okay. Now is always a good time to turn things around and dive into being strategic. What will a content strategy do for you? I mentioned a little bit ago what a content strategy will do for your business, and I will repeat those again. It will help you to focus on the topics that are going to serve your audience. You can create the coolest, best content in the world, but if it's not serving your audience, then it's wasted effort. And second, it will help you spend your precious time and energy on projects 
that are going to help you grow a raving audience. It will increase the amount of traffic you get and the money you make. I don't know about you, but I want all of these things for my business. How to create an effective content strategy. There are 10 steps for this and don't let that number overwhelm you because a lot of these steps are actually really quick and easy things to do. I will talk through them quickly here, but again, if you want a more detailed walkthrough, grab the free guide from the show notes and inside that guide, I provide visual examples and also fillable blocks where you can brainstorm and type out ideas as well as any research that you do, I recommend listening here, then spending time with the guide and doing all of the work inside there. Number one, pinpoint an amount of weekly content you are going to post on your blog for the next three months. So consider both new content and updated content from your archives. Whether that's one post a week or six, you need to decide on a number. How many posts per week are you going to put up on your blog? Step two, define your ideal customer avatar or ICA and understand what he or she needs from you. If you have filled out the avatar creation guide, you already have all of this information. If you haven't, I highly recommend doing that because then you will have a very clear picture in your head of your ICA and it will be really easy to describe his or her needs in a couple sentences. If you have not listened to the episode about how to create an ICA, go listen to episode 88 of Eat Blog Talk. And by going to the show notes there, you can grab your free guide and fill that out and you'll be all ready for this next step. Step three, thinking ahead to the next three months, write a list of recipe and topic ideas your ICA might be needing from you. Step into your ICA's shoes as you write this list out, and you can be a little bit generic with this list. I provided an example list in the content strategy guide that you can peek at for ideas. Step four, define your own passions that relate to your niche. Thinking ahead to the next three months, write a list of recipes and topic ideas that make you excited to be a food blogger and that you just really, really want to blog about. I provide examples in the guide for this as well. Step five, thinking ahead to the next three months again, make a list of food that will be in season and that people are likely to have access to. Consider upcoming seasons, holidays, and any other variables that might have an impact on ingredients. Step six, find common topics that exist in all three of these categories. So steps three through five. If you come up short, browse favorite sites and Pinterest for inspiration and start the process over for more ideas. With this section two, I provide examples in the guide. Step seven, from the topics you land on in step six, plug each of those into Google Trends. Click on the five-year view in Google Trends. The default is 12-month, and the five-year will help you to see historically if it is a good time of year to post on these individual topics. Also, peek at the related queries that might be trending that relate to your topic. If one of the popular queries under your more broad keyword fits your niche and cooking style, then choose that one. An example would be, 
If my search term is baked beans, but under related queries, I see that popularity for instant pot baked beans is on the rise. I'm likely to use that key phrase instead because it is much more specific than baked beans. And I also love cooking with my instant pot so it aligns with my content and my niche. Step eight, now take your key phrase and bring it over to your favorite keyword research tool to do a little bit further research. You'll want to find a key phrase with a high search volume, but not too high, and an SEO difficulty that is not too competitive. There's no hard, fast number to find for either of these, but the more you research keywords, the more quickly you'll kind of understand where you should be at and what you'll need to be looking for. I talk about this a little bit within the guide. Step nine, research top competitors who rank for your key phrase. For this step, you're just going to take your key phrase, put it in Google, and focus on those top three links that pop up. Click over and evaluate each post and determine how you can make your content even better and more unique. Within the guide, I provide a list of things you should look for as you browse through competitors' content. And step 10, the final step, put topics into an editorial calendar and make a plan for creating and posting upcoming recipes. If you already have an editorial calendar in place and operational, great. If not, we will chat about this in an upcoming episode, so stay tuned for that. You will have a few weeks to develop your content strategy. And on June 1st, we will put all of your recipes and topics into an editorial calendar. So those are the 10 steps you will go through to create a killer content strategy. So the only question left is, when should you create your content strategy? And my answer to that is only one word, now. That's just it. Just now, the sooner the better. Carve out some time on your calendar today or this week to dive into this. As always, if you have questions or want guidance, please feel comfortable reaching out to me. I am happy to help you walk through any part of this. And don't forget to grab your free guide at eatblogtalk.com forward slash content strategy. Thank you so much for listening today. Awesome food bloggers. I will see you next time. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.